Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 49 of the Business Handmade Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Kevin. Uh, and we just spoke to Robin Blue of Blue Smoke ATL. Um, and I'm really getting impressed with ourselves because we're getting people from all these different states um, awesome. that are calling in and talking to us on the podcast. And we get to get their experience and their perspective um, on small business and handmade. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think it's just awesome to hear from people in different parts of the country because like you were saying diverse perspectives you know it's not just the people who've experienced the craft market circuit in New Jersey or what sales are like in New Jersey whether that's online Mm -hmm. in person whatever you know we're really hearing from different parts of the country what their experiences are how they found their niche how they met a need um, and what's most important to them as a small business in their area. I'm sure there are a lot of similarities, but I also like that we're not just staying in our bubble. Um, there's a whole world out there and there's a lot to learn from it. Yes. Um, so having people reach out to us that are in different parts of the country um, really help kind of broaden what I think about when I think like, oh, my business and my um, handmade community. Like, what does that really mean? I mean, honestly, that's what I think I feel most energized by is just embracing small business everywhere, meeting other people who started up a business, whether we do the same thing or not, Mm -hmm. which in in most cases we have the overlap of, you know, craft and being part of the craft community. Yeah. But obviously our experiences are very different being, you know, former crafters who are now promoters and these people that we get to talk to who are so insanely talented and just have so many different perspective and uh, perspectives and tips on what they should be doing, could be doing differently, their goals, their dreams, just meeting people like that, I think that's why we love doing what we do. Um, and this the community, the community aspect of it, and community can be huge. Community can be the whole country. It doesn't have to be just our local New Jersey community. So I love that. I love that we get to meet these people and talk to them. And it's the best when we get on the phone with somebody and they have such a passion and such an energy. Yeah. Just right out of the gate when we're speaking to them. Because <laughs> for the most part, I mean, it's the first time that we're speaking to a lot of people um, on the phone. You yeah. know, we'll have a conversation over email. Um, but then when we hear their voice and we hear how passionate and how excited they are about what they're doing, what they're making, um, talking about their experiences, it's just that much more exciting and, and that much more um, tying, you know, close knit. Like it, yeah. it, it knits it closer. Um, I don't know if that's even a thing. No, I get what you're saying. You just feel like they're your kind of people, you know, and you get to share experiences with them and just really vibe off of one another. And that's really what happened with Robin. We're very fortunate that we had such a positive connection with her right away. Um, you know, she's just an amazing character and she's colorful and Mm -hmm. you know talking about the fact that she mostly shows up in royal blue and that's her her, the color of her car and that's the color of the clothing she wears and you know you just feel calm and you feel the energy and you feel the excitement and the passion in in her voice about what she does and I love meeting people like that I think it's really awesome and then at the end of the call we feel like we've known each other for 10 years so exactly you know that's just that's really the perk of doing what we do and um you know one of the great things we got out of our conversation from Robin was talking about, you know, what, well, first of all, how her market in Atlanta is maybe different than what we experience here in New Jersey, but ways that she um, is able to deliver the customer service that caters to her customer, particularly in a time like COVID 
um, particularly with her being also on the consumer end. You know, she um, designs cigar pokers and accessories that are intended to be marketed toward a smoker. And because she is also a smoker mm-hmm. and she experiences the, the consumer side of it, you know, she's really closely knit to her customer base and customer service is so much more important in that regard when you are one of them. So she's her own target audience and right. she also interacts very closely with that target community. However, she's not biased by her own perspective on what she would want to see. Mm-hmm. She truly steps outside of what she feels like she knows. She admits that she can speak to women who are smokers because she kind of knows what they are interested in. But she takes her experience having lived all over the world and her ability to talk to anyone really and just mm-hmm. kind of engage in a conversation to hear their perspective about what they're looking for and not looking for with regard to a cigar poker. Um, she does work with men often because she finds that that's more of her target demographic or or maybe that's where it's more challenging for her but because she's so passionate about what she does um, it, it all kind of comes naturally to her, but she's open to serving her customer base, which we talk about often, you know, really being in touch with your customer base is important. She's able to engage in that conversation, but what is the key for her is finding a champion and, and multiple champions, right? When you deliver that customer service and you can get someone to vouch for you and then go out and speak about your business, mm-hmm. word of mouth is so powerful. Having someone that has that positive experience and can almost sell your product for you is really the key to to having a successful small business and getting recurring sales. Yeah, having a champion is going to allow you to get more um, solid and uh, important connections because yeah. they're they're speaking highly of you. They understand your product. They they understand you as a business owner. So the people that they introduce you to are going to be higher quality leads and connections. Um, because they're 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 having that interaction with you on a, a higher level. Yeah, we talked about consumerism with regard to um, COVID and how you really have maybe limited dollars now, but also really have an option on where to put your dollars, especially when it's not kind of fun money, right? I mean, a lot of people aren't sure where that next dollar is going to come from. Um, so talking to Robin, we you know we kind of touched on that and. People don't just, you know, if you're looking to hire someone like a a plumber or a contractor, you wouldn't just go with the first name you see. You're really looking into who your circle of people have used, um, who is reputable, and who really kind of has an understanding of that and and appreciates that you could bring your dollar somewhere else. And I think Robin really has a great understanding of that. And she lets her customer know that she has a good understanding of that. She appreciates them. She knows they have a choice. And she delivers customer service that makes them feel good about coming back to her. Um, And so that lends itself back to the champions, too, that she gets for her business. So I think it was a really fantastic conversation. She's got great energy, um, a really smart businesswoman. And And as we always say, this was a good one. (laughs) We do always say that. And she does hit our buzzword because she does surveys. And we're all about surveys. We are so. all about surveys. We love surveys. We love being transparent. We talked about that. You know, just some of the key things that are important and maybe sometimes overlooked as a business owner because we know you've got your hand in literally everything that you could possibly be doing as a small business owner. It's not easy, but there are certain things that are well worth the investment because that's what drives your business, especially 
in uncertain times, when you have those kind of key things locked down, then you can float through the really difficult times. You know, when you have that. Well said. I don't know if I'm making sense. It makes no, sense it does. to me. It you know, sense. when you can, when you have that process that's streamlined or has worked really well, or you've worked to a point to get that process to work really well, when my mother would say as SHIT hits the fan, everything else is is kind of there and stable mm-hmm. enough for you to continue to navigate even if it's a difficult time and then you'll get through it and you know that's just really a great foundation for your business have we given too much away on the podcast <laughs> i don't think so i don't think so I that think people just, can turn it off now let me step down from the soapbox <laughs> i just get really excited and, and passionate when i talk to someone who gets it and um just understands and, and yeah. really and has that really great experience and and like the data behind their experience right. too you know where they can talk to that so. a reason behind it yeah, yeah. Hi, Robin. How are you? Excited to uh, be connecting with you. I'm awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's uh, chilly, but not as cold as in New Jersey here in Atlanta. So, <laughs> so I can't complain, you know. You definitely have the better weather right now. <laughs> no doubt about that. It's so funny. It got up to 50 the other day and we were joking that it's balmy here you know it's like wow a nice treat when it's 50 degrees <laughs> right exactly this weather is really kind of crazy in atlanta as well but you know what, what can we do exactly yeah. <laughs> so uh tell us a little bit about yourself and uh please introduce us to your business Okay, well, my name is um, Robin, and I go by Robin Blue because I love the color blue. I have a blue car. Uh, I normally dress in blue, so that's just kind of like my superpower color. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I just really can't get enough of blue. So, um, and it's really not all colors of blue. It's really kind of more of that royal blue. Every once in a while, I'll zip into that sky blue, but that's kind of my superpower. And so. My business, and the reason I say that is because my business is called Blue Smoke ATL. So um, Blue Smoke ATL is one, because it's blue, two, because I'm smoking, and because I live in Atlanta. So that's kind of how I came up with the name. And so what I do is I design handmade cigar pokers. And so a cigar poker is used when you're smoking a cigar and you get down to the end and you don't want to burn your lips or your hands. So you kind of poke the cigar kind of like it reminds you of the kind of 1920s cigar holders they had back in the day. You know, and they, you know, a lot of people say, because, you know, you smoke fancy. And I said, you know, I never really thought about it like that. But yeah, so so. (laughs) That's one um, one thing you can do with it. The other thing you can do is if your cigar is tight, sometimes when people like roll cigars or if it's, you know, not been in the humidor or for whatever reason, your cigar would be tight. So you would take the end that you cut and then you would poke the cigar poker down in to loosen up the tobacco leaves. So it's actually mm-hmm. a twofer. Oh, that's really interesting. And, you know, it's funny that you say um, you're smoking fancy because the cigar pokers you make are pretty fancy. Um, you know, we saw some of them in the cover page that you have and, you know, through your product line. But and I think I'm probably jumping around here, too. Um How do you kind of gauge what your product line should look like based on whether you're catering to a male demographic or a female demographic? Um, And thanks for asking that question. The main thing that I'm concerned with is the quality. So whether I sell to a man or a woman or make unisex pokers, which I make a lot of, because a lot of times I don't really say, hey, this is a man's poker or this is a lady's poker. I just lay them out and then I let Mm -hmm. them decide. So I don't really kind of say... 
um, you know, what, what is what, because, you know, right. some ladies like skulls, <laughs> some <laughs> men like bling, 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 you know, Absolutely. It's, all across, yeah. it's all across the map. Some people like unisex poker, some like single stones. So, you know, there's just a diversity of what people like. And so the biggest thing is really cra craftsmanship, the quality of the beads and findings that I put on. So that's the most important thing is, is the quality there. I do offer a guarantee on my pokers that if anything happens to my, I will, uh, will fix it or give you another one. So in order to mm -hmm. do that, I'm pretty confident that you're not going to come to me because your poker is broken. You're going to come to me because you want another design. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and it's cool. It sounds like they kind of call to their new owner. <laughs> they do because it's, you know, people have, have referred to them as the Pandora of cigar pokers because you can kind of put anything on them. If you've been on my website, you know, they kind of have things dangling down. They might have skulls. They might have, you know, rhinestones. They could have, you know, one person might be a plumber or another person could, you know, own a hair salon. So whatever their thing is and whatever their, you know, their message they're trying to do. I had one woman who had breast cancer, you know, people just kind of put whatever, you know, when I first started, it was kind of just putting different things on it, but then it became more of what people kind of were going through. And that's kind of how mm -hmm. it's turned slightly. So to answer your question, um, you know, I do a lot of custom poker. So people come to me and say, well, hey, I want a poker, you know, I want this or I want that. And so really what I do when I have time is I really kind of stock their Instagram or their social media or asking questions because I really want to understand who I'm designing for so I can kind of really come up with something that speaks to them. And yeah. so, you know, with men, they like usually black or black or black and black, no, um, <laughs> maybe black and blue or black and red, but you know, black is in there. So I know kind of nine times out of 10, they're going to want something. They don't want anything that is going to look like, you know, something that doesn't really go with their other accessories, you know, maybe their cutter, or the, you know, their lighter or, you know, whatever else they have. And so I kind of really think about, you know, what things that they're into, maybe they're into motorcycles, maybe they're into cars, maybe they're into this or that. And so really by talking to them, I just ask them a series of questions on, you know, what they're into. And I kind of start from that. So you're really making a personal connection with each person that buys your product. I am for the custom ones. You know, if you're just buying one, you know, off the shelf for, I'll just say for lack of a better word, maybe you just like that color. Maybe you just like the design already because they're pretty unique, you know, and it's of its own. They're pretty different. I feel, um, I just really started this business because, you know, I've smoking, I've been smoking for 15 years and, you know, I had pokers before I started, you know, um, this business and I really wanted something really far out there. I'm an army brat. I've lived all over the world. I lived in Germany for eight years. I lived in Iran. And so I just have wow. a lot of different experiences kind of going through my brain. And I just wanted different, you know, like I do Buddha pokers, I yeah. do own pokers and not necessarily that I, you know, in Buddha, you know, a Buddhist, I'm not necessarily, but I'm not saying that there aren't people who out there, you know, I did a preacher poker the other day, you know, for mm -hmm. a yeah, yeah. You know? so, you know, it just kind of depends on what happens. And sometimes, you know, the custom pokers, depending on what happens, they might become part of my line. So sometimes we co-collaborate depending on what's going on. So it's just a journey of, you know, some interesting things because I do make two prototypes for you if I'm doing a custom poker and, you know, and try to figure out which one of the two you might like, and then you pick, and then we kind of go from there.
That's so cool. Do you think that there was a need for that you were meeting in um, designing the pokers or was it just something that you wanted to try your hand at? Um, you know, it's twofold. I'm a creative person, you know, in general, you know, like, um, you know, my girlfriend says, don't say you're crafty, say you're creative. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I love a Hobby Lobby. I'm not going to lie to you. I love Michael's a Hobby Lobby joint. I love all of those kinds of stores just because I just think it's it's amazing what people can do. I mean, you know, you yeah. hear about all these people. You're like, you do what now? I'm like, oh my God, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's amazing that you can think of this thing out of your head and translate it and someone actually wants to purchase it. I mean, that gives me a rush. I'll be honest. Isn't it so cool? That's why we do what we do. I mean, honestly, if we weren't doing, if we weren't promoters of craft shows and, you know, and just kind of curating this community on a professional level, we would be shopping at these things personally. So it's just, it's, it's mind blowing and people are so incredibly talented. They really are. And it's just, and the thing I love, and I'll come back to your question is really the community helping each other, because a lot of times you don't have all the answers because you're trying to build something that really doesn't exist. Right. When you're doing stuff or buying stuff, these things aren't really out there. There's solutions. There's probably 50 kinds of glue. There's probably 25 kinds of strength you know what I mean so you know yeah which is the best to use for what you're specifically doing and so to answer your question you know I got into this business one because I'm a smoker right I mean and then Mm -hmm. I love cigar pokers I think they're fancy I think they're amazing I just think you know any reason to wear some more jewelry or have you know something (laughs) (laughs) something that's you know extra is like really what I want to do but I think the biggest thing is that you know, when I looked at the um, the men's selection of cigar pokers, they really didn't have a lot to pick from. And, you know, for the women's selection, the women had a lot of options. I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of options. And so, Interesting. yeah, when I told my brother um, <laughs> that I wanted to do cigar pokers for men, you know, because he told me a lot about smoking. He was like, oh, no, you have gone off the scale you have gone, no, no, no. Now listen, teaching you about smoking, just stay in this woman's lane. Do not try to cross over. No self-respecting man is going to buy a cigar poker. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I think they, no, yeah. no, 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 they're not. And, you know, I just felt like if I could figure out what men liked, I could give them another option. And I'm not saying that there are not pokers out there for men. There are. My point is, is there not enough? Right. right. Or not yeah. enough unique ones. I think, you know, if you just kind of want a single stone, you know, that's fine. But I'm saying when you're talking about more of the intricate designs, I don't think so. It was really, really about, you know, when I first started and, and started telling people about my visions, I had a lot of men come up to me and say, well, hey, if you build it, I'll buy it. And at that time it was in my head. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, people yeah. probably think like, men aren't the demographic for something like that. That is something that a woman would buy if she was into smoking cigars. And so they probably almost, it's like you, you have this like untapped area that you were able to get into because you're willing to listen and figure out what it is that people want to see as opposed to just assuming, Assuming, right. That they, they wouldn't be interested in it. And, you know, and I think that is that, you know, people are of course, you know, starting to open up to things and, 
you know, a lot, I guess taking away like the gender association with certain things right. now, like people are just kind of opening up to new things and new experiences and, and letting people choose for themselves what they want, where for so long people kind of stuck to like, well, no, this is strictly male and this is strictly female. So that's kind of really interesting that you're, you're saying like, no, they, they really did have an interest in it. And they came to you and said, if you build it, they'll, they'll buy it. Yeah. And you know, I love how you say the gender association and I'm going to steal that. So I'm going to use that because I love that. But I think it's one of those things where if you, you know, and I've heard men tell me, oh no, I, and you know, nobody could be more, you know, against this than my brother, nobody, because he, to this day, <laughs> I've sent him, you know, pokers. He's like, yeah, I got him, you know, but like, yeah, just try it. There's some men that just, and some people, not just men, some people just want to hold right. the scar. They just want to touch it. There's something about touching it. And, and that's fine because I don't use a poker till I get down to the end. So I'm, I'm touching mine as well. But I think that when you're talking about saving money, because when you're using a poker and you can smoke down to the end, you know, you're saving money because you're not, you're not stopping the smoke because you're burning your hands and, you know, right. not yeah. throwing that cigar out because it's too tight and you're so fresh because you're like, oh, I want to smoke, you know, this this high-end cigar. And some high-end cigars, you know, are inconsistent smokes. They are, you know. And so, you yeah. know, just being able to have a tool, you know, to be able to use. And men, they're still doing this. They're using things like darts, corn on the cob, you know, <laughs> things, toothpicks. I mean, I've all kind of... Oh, my God. Did you say corn did, on the cob? <laughs> I did. That, that double corn, that yellow one, you know. <laughs> yellow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like dollar, like the Dollar Tree plastic corn. That is corn. the one. That's why Dollar Tree is out of them now. So, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. No, but you're so right. I do think that there's the need, but it would be a guy, you know, that or I mean, maybe it would be a woman too that doesn't know that this exists that would just kind of make it up and you know and go with it. And it's amazing that now you have options available to them, and it's you're kind of like breaking that barrier and saying like, no, I can customize this to be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be super fancy, but guess what? It's kind of cool when it is too. And why can't it be something that feels luxurious to you? Exactly. You know, and I think I'm not saying that people who make cigar pokers don't make men's pokers because they do. I guess what I'm saying is mm -hmm. my, I go after the male population specifically. Is that challenging for you? Um, in what way? Like being able to survey a mix of men and women and really making sure that you have even representation in new product lines, um, that you are continually asking them what kind of new products they'd want. Um, well, I just did a survey, you know, um, gosh, two weeks ago to kind of find out, you know, what they want to do. Cause I'm thinking about doing a subscription box and thinking about doing some other things. And so... That's yeah, cool. so I did a survey recently. I'm getting ready to do a more detailed survey now because that one was kind of more high level things like, you know, how was your experience, ordering experience from, you know, ordering through delivery? You know, how was your experience with, um, you know, what would you want to add? So it's kind of more of a general survey to kind of understand, you know, what mm -hmm. the temperature's like. You know, do you think the value of the poker's there? How do, how do I compare to the competition? So kind of all those types of questions. And so now that those are out of the way, 
you know, I'm going to really do a deeper dive. But, you know, before COVID, I spent a lot of time in the cigar lounges. And, and you know, I, I ask, you know, and, and I don't, it's not that I don't sell to women. I think women is easier in my wheelhouse because I know what they like. And I just ask, you know, <laughs> I mean, I know so many brothers of the leaf and sisters of the leaf. You know, it's just easy to ask them, you know, what are you thinking? You know, what would you want? And when I do the custom pokers, I'm asking them those types of questions all the time. What are you looking yeah. for? What are you not looking for? You know, what do you like? And so it's one of the things that I think is is interesting is to kind of keep it unisex. And I think when you do that, you kind of appeal to both. That's really interesting. Yeah. So you were, you mentioned that you've spent a lot of time in cigar lounges. Is that would you say that that's kind of where you build your customer base, or is that just really? the best kind of grassroots way to get a hold of your demographic and ask them what they're interested in? I'm going to be honest. I do love to smoke. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's personal. It's not all work. It's not all work. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not all work. There is some play, strong play in there. I would say there's a couple things I'm doing. I'm currently on the wedding wire in the knot. So I'm going after okay. the groomsmen, bridesmaids right. territory. So I have um, committed to, to be on there for a year. So I'm very mm -hmm. focused on that. I'm also um, looking at men's um, boutiques. Um, and so, I, you know, lounges is just one of the areas just because I'm just most comfortable in there because I know that that's something that they're going to buy that they you know that they they're a good candidate to buy that but I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket I mean I'm just not interested in that so I'm spreading out to say hey there's people getting married even though they're doing virtual weddings and all kinds of interesting right. <laughs> I actually did a yeah. virtual um virtual wedding uh um i want to say virtual wedding thing where you went to different people came into your virtual booth and looked at your stuff so that was really interesting because i didn't even oh, yeah cool. so it was like virtual vending so i did that earlier this year so i'm trying to really kind of hit four or five strategic alliances so you know i really mm -hmm. kind of spread out because you really don't necessarily want to put all your eggs in one basket and you know there just might be a great wedding party that they want to give that as a gift to or you know just a bunch of friends in a sorority fraternity or whatever. I really admire the strategy you have. And I think it's because the product you're making is some, something that really probably sells better when you can demonstrate it. And I feel like in a lot of venues, a lot of situations, you might not be able to do that. So when you are able to, you know, either partner with a cigar lounge or partner with a cigar roller or just make those connections where you can put yourself in that situation. Okay, first of all, it's fun for you because you right, love to do right. it. Right, um, <laughs> right, right. You're like, oh, me and this cigar poker? Yeah, no big deal. I make it. Right. Um, <laughs> you see it in action yeah. and you want it. Exactly. It's funny exactly. that you say that because I would go to cigar lounges and people would want to buy the cigar poker I would have. I'm like, the one I'm using? Like this one? Yeah. And I thought that was so weird to me because I was like, you mean this one right here? Not, I have like other ones. They're like, do you make them? I'm like, yeah, I make these. So it was just, so I had to design my own because it was just weird for me. And I don't know, maybe it's the germphobic me. I don't know. I do put alcohol swabs in my, um, when I ship my stuff out, so people wipe down their stuff. But yeah. I just think it's yeah. weird to buy something someone's <laughs> 
<laughs> when I have other I mean, ones in this bag no. here that you guys can buy. You can buy these I'm not using, but I don't I don't know. It was really weird. I was like, okay. So I mean they're probably not asking as much now during no, COVID, not, but yeah. you know. I do a lot online. Um, and so it's, yeah. it's good that I started actually, my business started online. So it really wasn't a jump for me when, when, I mean, it was a jump in the respect that, you know, I was going to cigar lounges and, you know, Atlanta is got a, over 130 places to smoke. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah, So we probably have for the size of Atlanta, we probably have more smoking places than any place in the U S which is absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, that works really yeah. well for you. You know, I mean, I, I don't know of cigar lounges in our area. I, I mean, I don't even know. I, I don't look for them. So I wouldn't necessarily know that they're around. I mean, we've definitely had cigars. We've enjoyed cigars on vacation or with family at our wedding. But um, I don't know of places. So it's really interesting. I, I wouldn't even know how to know how many there are in our area i guess google right <laughs> um there's different apps there's an app called lit torch that just came out i'm a woman named Susie. um put it together there are other apps that have cigar lounges listed so you can just go into that app and, and put your location and it'll tell you so we're, we're not going to try to keep it a secret <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a speakeasy for right, cigars right right exactly <laughs> So how has COVID impacted other areas of your business? I know it's much more difficult to maybe go to a lounge or maybe to ship out products because you want to be careful. But are there other avenues in the cigar industry that have been affected? Yeah, I would say that getting product in is challenging as well. Mm. So not, not only shipping it out, but getting it in. Um, and then, you know, really kind of communicating. I over communicate to my clients because I want them to understand, you know, with COVID happening, this is going to take a minimum of two or three weeks before I can get it. So yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with right. over communication. I don't think anyone's going to say stop it. I don't want to know where my order right. is. <laughs> so I think that's, that's the biggest thing is, you know, not being able to get what you want. And then, you know, because I do typically, you know, I check on my customers, you know, how did you get your poker? Did you like it? And so them, you know, making sure they get it. There's stuff that's been sitting in the post office that I've had to contact or do the claim, you know, and once you do a claim, of course they mm -hmm. find, you know, find your box. So I've had to do a lot yeah. more of that due diligence <laughs> because I don't feel like what's frustrating to me is if I order something and they say, well, I don't know where it is. Well, I ordered it from you. So <laughs> I'm kind of like, yeah. yeah, I feel like it's my job to figure out where it is. You know what I mean? To a certain, yeah. you know, to say, hey, listen, it's lost. I'm looking for it. I've got a claim in, you know, because I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I typically charge for shipping and I feel like you know, I want to provide the best customer service. And that's one of the things I scored really high, highly on my survey. I want to provide the best customer service, whether that's tracking down your product, whether that's, you know, saying that I can do this or do that or whatever it is that, you know, you feel like you, your experience is the best. I want to, to, to let you know that I'm here for you. If your poker gets lost, mm -hmm. if something happens to the poker for some bizarre reason, I, I've, I think in the whole time I've, been here there was i think maybe one poker that had an issue because i was trying something new i'd never tried before but you know i fixed it i have no problem fixing anything that i make 
because I, right. I stand behind it. I know, I know that typically, you know, it's not going to have an issue. So I don't have a problem standing. And if, you know, who wants to sell yeah. something that does have an issue, you know, with COVID, you know, you're not going to really going to be able to just come over and, you know, pick, you know, pick up another one. Yeah. So, I just feel like, you know, exactly. customer service is really important, especially since every answer is, oh, because of COVID. Oh, no, no, because of COVID, we can't do this. Because of COVID, right. we can't do that. So I, I would say that. And I would also say the economic impact. You know, people are unsure about, even though I guess we're about a year into it, I think it happened last, almost last year at this time, you know, COVID, yeah, COVID hit. Part. So I think people are unsure on their financial stability as it relates to work you know people may be you know getting COVID or know people they're getting COVID and they don't want to spend any money um that they're not sure if they're getting additional money because you know this is disposable income it's not like you're buying bread milk or you know whatever meat so I I have to be sensitive to know that you know people are you know feeling feeling that because they don't know you know you're having to buy other things you haven't had to buy before you know gloves and masks and ppe equipment and all these other things that you know you wouldn't have to buy before so right yeah and it's a luxury item yeah and you know you're you're so smart in saying like you understand that this is an option for them it's not a necessity and i think that's where the customer service and going the extra mile really comes in because you want them to know that you see them and you appreciate what they're doing. I mean, right now, all small business is hurting, right? So any support that we get from the outside, from, you know, people that are like choosing where to put their dollar, especially in a time like this, where they don't know where that next dollar is coming from necessarily. It's great to know that they came to you. And if you can treat them, you know, just with that, like appreciation, they're going to come back to you and maybe now they're buying one cigar poker, but when the holidays come and hopefully, you know, knock on wood, everyone's in a better situation, then maybe they're going to buy for multiple people in their family. And that could be, or you never know, maybe they own a store and now they want to carry your product there. So you just don't know who those connections are, but it's always worth investing in the well, connection. I'll give you an example. Like someone recommended someone to me and he bought two custom pokers and then his friend opened a cigar bar and so i end up now having my pokers in there so you know like you said you never know who knows atlanta's a small you know a small city you know we you know the community <laughs> even though we have a, a lot of smoking lounges the community is very small because you know we all know each other mm -hmm. you know, not know each other but maybe know mm -hmm. of each other Kind of heard of each other right and so i try to really that's really my strength is you know um customer service and people you know living in different countries and going to four different high schools and four different junior highs and always moving you know you always had you're always that new person like oh here's this new person you know yeah. oh, here we go again but it's one of those things where i try to i try to give service the way i want it you know what i mean like when you call on the phone and they're yeah. like can you hold and you're like oh my god really <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> it definitely, it really, you know, it speaks to who you are as a person too. And, you know, I can, I, I almost feel your um, experience, you know, being new. And I, I moved when I was in, I guess, late elementary, almost early middle school and people had already had all their friends and, you know, that's, that's a challenge, but you get really good at talking to people and feeling people and understanding people. And I think that really lends itself to what you do and how you're serving people by being there and experiencing what they're experiencing. Yeah, plus, it, you know, being inclusive, you know, living in different countries, you know, you're having 
you know, I didn't live, a lot of times I lived or did not live on a military base. And so you're having all these different nationalities that you're, you know, that you're integrating with all over the world. They're different Mm -hmm. Marine brats, Army brats, Air Force brats, or whatever, or just different, you know, they're expats or whatever their situation is, you know, coming to to Iran, you know, or coming to Germany or coming to wherever they are. And it's just, it's exciting to me to kind of meet all different, I love different kinds of unique people and I love unique things. And so, you know, building unique and designing unique things is just, you know, things I love to do. Cause I mean, anybody can have an ordinary poker. I mean, that's just kind of like, well, yeah, but something extraordinary, that's kind of where I'm like, yeah, <laughs> now my eyes are twinkling. Do you think your designs are influenced by some of the travels that you've had? And yeah, you've definitely, lived? especially, you know, the Majestic collection that I just launched, it's now on Etsy. So um, that was really kind of, you know, focusing on my trips, uh, you know, when I actually on my trip, when I lived in Iran, because a lot of the pieces are, you know, unique, you know, they have a lot of, you know, kind of writing and movement around them, kind of gold and rich and majestic. And, you know, they've got some oil, money in Iran, (laughs) got some rich, luxurious, (laughs) you know, it's kind of, I wouldn't say it's like Dubai, but I'd say they definitely got some money. So I just wanted to do something different. And I'm just blessed because, you know, I, I do designs every day. I typically design a lot and to still kind of be creative and coming up with new designs. I just think that, you know, my Instagram and my, you know, my Facebook followers, they just want to see something fresh and different. Sometimes you just get tired of seeing the same old, same old thing. So. I think it's great that you have such a diverse perspective. I mean, you're not only afraid to cater to both men and women and really just hear what they want, but to be able to bring in different influences I think that's really cool because, you know, you were saying there are definitely other people who make the cigar pokers, but they probably don't have the same perspective that you do. So it's really interesting that you're able to kind of branch out your line and bring something that people haven't seen before. I think so, you know, but I'm biased. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. That's okay. (laughs) So that new collection is is available available now. now. It's been available for about a month. It's actually out on Etsy, soon to be on eBay in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. very cool um let us know where people can find both your social media and your everything site. is easy it's blue smoke atl for everything so blue smoke atl on linkedin on ig facebook twitter my website is blue smoke atl.com so it's itsy you know search blue smoke AT- i just made it easy you type in blue smoke atl somewhere it'll show up. Right, right you'll find you <laughs> So what would you say is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is starting a small business with regard to maybe networking and especially during COVID? What is probably either something you've discovered or the most important thing that you've had to do during this Follow time? Up. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a really a good, good one. one. Yeah. I, like I that. think that, <laughs> you know, you meet a lot of people and you say a lot of things and you mean those things at that moment, right? Because you do, but mm-hmm. you go back to your world, you know, you're at a cigar lounge or you're at a, wherever you are. I'll just give you an a, example. I'm at a cigar lounge and I meet somebody and I say, Hey, I'll call you. And you don't know what they could offer or where they're going to be in your life. You don't know because you have, you know, you're not really talking. You're not getting into that level of detail when you're out, you're just kind of high level talking, but 
through the follow-up, you're going to find out a whole bunch of things that you didn't. But if you don't follow up, that person's really not going to be your champion. And what you're, what, what I'm looking for is champions. I can't be, right. I can't be here, there, everything. Um, So I'm looking for champions, people who believe in what I'm trying to do. So I think follow up is the number one thing and do it when you say you're going to do it. Like, and, and that's, I also have it when I say I'm going to deliver pokers. Now, sometimes, you know, you can't, you know, stuff happens. You can't always, but you just communicate. Hey, I know I said I was going to have it on Tuesday. It'll be on Wednesday. Is that okay? Just follow up and communicate with people. I think what you know doesn't bother you. It's just that I don't know that drives people crazy. Like, why why haven't I heard from this person? Like, what's going on? You have so much uncertainty going on now. (laughs) Like, you don't need it from a vendor. So I think to me, you know, following up. And I think the other tip I would give a small business is make sure that all of your documents are in order, your bookkeeping, your tracking system, your ordering system. While you're small and you don't have this huge conglomerate, build these infrastructures now so when you grow, that'll all be, you know, developed. If you wait till you're big, it's going to be too hard to go backwards and try to figure out how to get this stuff built. Absolutely. And I think with regard to both of the things that you just said, it's okay to not have all the answers. I don't think anyone expects you to have all the answers, but having that transparency around not having the answer and just kind of managing people's expectations, you know, not having all the answers with regard to your business too. You know, maybe you don't know the best system for bookkeeping. That's okay, but you have to quickly figure it out, whether you're going to learn that yourself or you're going to bring someone on. And it is always worth the investment to do that. I know it's scary for small business to say, oh, I can pay somebody for that. You know, maybe I can't afford to do that. And um, I think you're absolutely right. Those are really, really important things to have from early on to be able to make your business successful, you know, being a transparent business owner and acknowledging when something is maybe, you know, either out of your control or just something you don't know, but that you're going to work to make sure you can solve or make it. it right. Like I had someone who ordered something and it took forever. When I say forever, I mean, it was like a month. And I was like, I know this person has canceled this order because he had ordered like, you know, a lot. And I was just like, man, this order, you know, I'm calling, calling the fact, you know, calling people and they're, you know, they're telling me COVID, you know, when you hear COVID and if you can't even, yeah. you can't even, yeah. it. it's like COVID. And then you kind of stop listening to the rest. Cause you know, you know, basically what they're saying is you're not getting your stuff on time. I mean, you know, that's where it's going. And so I just kind of told yeah. him, I said, listen, you know, I'll give you a couple options. One, you know, I'll refund your money. I'll take a hit on whatever we ordered and I'll refund your money because I know it's been forever or two, you know, it's going to be here supposedly, you know, by this time and whatever option you choose, I'm, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want people to feel like, you know, I don't need money that badly that I would try to, you know, hold somebody to something that's not the expectation I gave them in the beginning. I'm just not, I'm not interested in doing that. I, I, my integrity is, is worth more than that. So I try to definitely, you know, with COVID, it's going to be three weeks minimum, minimum before we even, and yep. then I'll touch base with you. And I, you know, I set calendar reminders to, to remind myself of what's going on. And they're like, Robin, you just over communicate. I want to, because I don't want you calling me, you know, <laughs> texting me or calling me going, Robin, we're okay, you know, because I think people just need to know so they can go on with 
Yeah. And as the customer, as the customer, I don't want to sit there and think I have no option yeah. or there's only one option. You're, you're giving them the choice and, and four times out of five, they're going to go with uh, what works best for you because you're, you are a small business and they're supporting you. At, when yeah. It comes yeah. I think people are they're, They'll try to be reasonable. And in the end, like you were saying before, that's how you'll get those champions. The people that will advocate for you, especially, you know, you're saying Atlanta is a small city and that you have, I think you said 150 smoke lounges. So people will spread the word yeah. about you and, and they'll know who you are because you I do think that's the most important and my retail customers as well. So I'm currently in seven lounges now. So it's, you know, when you're out that, and because I smoke, I'm not hiding from anyone. Like you can, you know, like you got an issue. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, they kind of know, know where to I'm find you. Smoking, you got a problem. You know, I'm not saying you have a problem, but I'm easy to find. I mean, I got on blue. You know, I typically yeah. have, you know, extra bags. If you leave your bag, <laughs> if you, you know, want to end cap, if you got, you know, so I mean, I'm, as they say, I'm, I'm out there smoking, you know, hey, what's going on? How's your poker? I'm asking people, how's your poker? What's going on? You know, so I'm not hiding. <laughs> I'm right here. So. You're definitely not hiding, and especially not right. the Royal Blue. Exactly. The Royal exactly. Blue. Royal so Blue I have been nominated for <laughs> Thank you. Um, Sister of the Leaf with um, so Spades Cigar is having a, um, I don't want to call it a contest, but I guess I'll call it that for lack of a better word. So I'm, I'm in the finalist for Sister of the Leaf, and I'm also a finalist for Best Accessory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Thank you. It's been so great to connect with you, Robin, and learn more about your business. I feel like I learned about this whole culture of people who really enjoy not only their cigars, but their cigar accessories as well. And it's amazing to hear from someone that really, truly believes, you know, in, in having that customer service and following up. It's not overkill. It's not too much. And in, in fact, it actually ends up earning you those champions that you well, really need to have. In your I corner. love talking to you guys because I, you guys know the journey and see, that is something not everybody does. They just kind of think this stuff just magically happens and I kind of go behind Santa's curtain. No, <laughs> there's a few other things that happen behind that curtain. So I can just feel the energy from you guys as far as understanding what is going on in the handmade world, because I design and handmake all of my stuff. And when you're talking about handmade, you're talking about love, right? You're talking about love. Yes. I love what I do. So it's, uh, thank it you. For is. You have to, it's a, it's a labor of love. And in order to not burn out and to continually deliver the quality that people come to expect from you, you have to love it. You absolutely have to love it. And if you're not loving it anymore, you have to figure out what's going to make you love it again, you know, or or you just figure out what that is. And it's so important. It's so important as a business owner. It's so important as a, a maker, um, and in staying relevant and everything, you know, people are smart and they have a choice. Like we were saying before, where to put their money. I think you have to constantly be on top of that, which is no easy feat, of course, but having that good customer service and really just being in touch with your customers, that's what's going to drive you to be the best business you you can be. Innovative because, you know, trends change, things change and stuff like that. And so hearing about different things and I'm getting ready to do another survey that's more detailed to kind of really stay on the full. So I probably will do one quarterly. So I think when you ask me that question, how will I stay on top of it? Quarterly, and then you know, as we get, and I know Texas is now, you know, no mask and, and all that other stuff, and Atlanta, we're not mandatory masks, but I think that mm-hmm. you know, just you know, being able to, um, you know, through social media, reach out 
to people and ask them, you know, ask them questions about how do they feel about this. And people, you know, will tell you. People like to be heard. They like to share their opinions. So I think that works in your favor. Thank you so much for joining us, Robin. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Business Handmade. You can find us, Market Space Vendor Events, on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle is at Market Space Vendor Events, or you can find us at marketspacevendorevents.com.